<laughs> I don't know what kind of money it was. So I'm just calling it Zemo dollars. Um, it's kind of like Disney bucks, but way better <laughs> because it's actual currency. There we go. Yeah, um, you can use them. Uh, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. You can redeem it for a bag of Turkish delights. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Tony here from Kapowcast, and we are bringing you yet another recap of another episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier exclusively from Disney+. And as the prior weeks, joining me is Christy. Hello from my apparent shipping container in Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're moving, y'all. <laughs> yep, yep. She's uh, coming back to the murder mitten here shortly. Um, as always, if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do on any of the platform that you are watching or listening. Sorry, podcast listeners. I obviously have been ignoring you and I gently remark myself to be an idiot every time I am editing this stuff. So if you are listening, hit that follow, that download button, anything that you need to do to make sure that you don't miss an episode of us. And every week I tell you, you can head over to Teespring, get your Team Bucky, Team Sam shirts while supplies last. Uh, we're almost done with the series, and they'll probably end up disappearing afterwards. So if you want one, go grab one before it's too late. And let's get into this here episode, which was entitled The Whole World is Watching. And when I seen the title at the beginning, I didn't know how serious that, that tagline was actually going to be until 54 minutes later. Um, initial thoughts of this, of this episode is... We kind of started off slow coming out of that uh, episode three where it laid out all the plot. Not much was happening the first 20 minutes and then all of a sudden everything went off the rails and got wild again. And I was just like, oh, everything happens in the last 20 minutes. But all in all, uh, things were crazy, man. They were nuts. And I, I really I was losing it by the end of it. Absolutely an emotional roller coaster. Um, as soon as I had calmed down from the last thing that happened over the last probably half hour of the episode, I immediately uh, had my blood pressure spike again. So <laughs> I think I'm going to have to send my medical bills to Disney Plus because I don't think my heart can handle much more of this. And the way that this episode set it up, these next couple of episodes are going to be um, even worse, maybe. I am Possibly. not ready. Not ready for Possibly. it. There's a lot of heavy stuff that happened in this episode, man. And I, I it was another episode that it came to the end of the episode and it, the screen went black and I went, no, like why? <laughs> and I can, I can honestly say that like with WandaVision, there were not multiple moments where the show had ended and I was like, no, I want more. Like I was kind of like, oh, Ah, oh, darn it. But with this one, like I'm actually like left like feeling unfulfilled <laughs> in, in a strange yeah, sense. Like the, the, the first time I watched it through, as soon as that end scene happened and it went black, I literally yelled. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm so mad. This is where we're at. And there's no end screen, end 
end credit scene to even wrap anything up or lead us to where it's going to go from here. It's just, we're just here. We're, this is it. This is it. So I'm glad you brought that up. The, um, the thing with WandaVision was like the episode would end, it would do it's like fancy in, in titles and everything. And then when you hit the black screen, white, white lettering, it would shrink the screen almost immediately and give you the preview of like, hey, go watch this now. Um, they seem to have caught on that most of us have like realized when it didn't shrink down. And they leave it big up until like halfway through the uh, black screen, right? White lettered credits. Um, and I literally, I sit there the whole time until it gets small again. Because I'm like, something might happen. They might have a mid-roll like scene. And I'm going to miss it if I walk away. Like they, dude, it's a dog and pony show. Marvel has trained us. They've had us going since 2008 to like wait till the end of the credits. And like, it's their stick now. Yeah. First they had it where movie theater ushers would absolutely hate them because they had to wait till the very end (laughs) clean. And now they just have us sitting in our homes with nothing else to do. Just staring at some rolling text. I, uh, Goddess, <laughs> I was probably one of the the few ushers that like when people were getting up, I was like, no, no, what are you doing? It's not over yet. There's something else. Like you should probably stay and watch this. Yeah. If, <laughs> if people all would my, walk my, out, I would just be like, you're gonna you're gonna want to go back in there. <laughs> <laughs> all my all my usher uh, worker friends were just like, why do I gotta work with Tony? Like. Can't can't he like not work closing shifts when Marvel has a new movie because he's always telling people to stick around. Like I just want to go home, and I'm just like, it's like, I'm like two in need, the morning. You, you need to see this. I'm I, I work in the morning. I don't care, but you need to see this ending. Like you can't leave. You have to see it. <laughs> so let's get this rolling. Um, with our top five moments of this here episode, moment number one. Turkish delight. Now this is probably it, it happens within 15 minutes of the episode, but it, it, for our recaps, it really hasn't taken that long to hit that very first moment in the in what I what we feel as like a you know a pivotal moment. But the Turkish delight, obviously, we're talking about um, Zemo and how he essentially pays off a bunch of kids to find out the area in which the funeral is that him and Bucky and Sam are looking to, I guess, for lack of better words, crash. Um, and he's going up and he's singing that. Was it Bob Bob Black Sheep? Was that what it is? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's that's what it was. Little Bob Black Sheep, have you any wool? Yeah, which was like it was. It gave off this super creepy vibe. Like I don't know if I was the only one, but super duper creepy. <laughs> like I'm like I don't know if this is like the. The tone you really want to take. There's kids around. You got candy. And a trench coat with a fur <laughs> a collar. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. <laughs> so uh, he, he ends up, after Bucky and Sam failing miserably, um, to get the location of this funeral where they can find Carly um, by bribing some kids with some candy. And it kind of just shows... That even even with his hands tied behind 
his back, Zemo is still calling the shots. Like he's letting Bucky and Sam know, like he's letting Bucky and Sam think they're in charge, but really like Zemo is holding the leash and is guiding them through this path that they have to go. And it's, it's insanity. Like I just sit there in complete awe of Zemo and like how he's handling this whole situation because like he could, he could handle it a bunch of different ways. He could talk shit the whole entire time, but he doesn't like he pretty much is just like, yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Yeah. He just bides his time. And I mean, calling back to a little bit earlier in the episode, uh, there's a scene where, of course, starting off, Wakanda's coming for Zemo. So he's got yeah. that going. He's got eight <laughs> hours left before Wakanda does mm-hmm. whatever they're going to do. And then there's also a scene where Bucky gets real pissed at Zemo and goes in like he's going to beat his ass. But Sam's like, yo, 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 you don't want to do that because, you know, he's just going to like exploit you and then just do a stupid little head tilt. So (laughs) and he's so right. He's so right. Zemo just pushes you to the edge and then uses that reaction and all the stuff he has on you against you. And oh, he's a master at it. And Zemo, after that little interjection with Bucky, like, lets out this, like, sigh of relief. Like, he was actually kind of worried that Bucky might break his arm like, or do something well, terrible he to trained, him. He trained the Winter Soldier. He was like, listen, I know what you're capable of, and I know you're supposedly past it, but maybe I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something still in there that you'll have no issues just beating the living crap out of people. So moving on to our number two moment, um, a little bit of a, I, I, w- I would say a little bit of a lighter moment is uh, Sam's meet up with Carly. Uh, this for me was like, it's exploring that side of Sam that we don't get to see past the action. You know, when we first met Sam in winter soldier, he was helping out uh, vets by having like a, like a, I guess the therapy session, like group sessions and stuff, uh, basically helping them transition back into the real world. And uh, for me, when that, we first see that in winter soldier, uh, it was, it was such a nice element that like they necessarily, they didn't necessarily have to add that in there. Like you could have just made him an ex army dude that is just, you know, going on a jog with Steve Rogers or something. They didn't have to add that whole backstory of like, Hey, you know, I got out of the field and I decided I still wanted to help people. And this is how I help people. But he really kind of hits it home here and says, listen, let me, let me talk to her. Let's see if I can't talk her down. And, uh, we see Walker's definitely not with that plan. He just wants to go in and start busting heads. Um, and thank God, uh, this is kind of a turning point for me in this episode, but thank God Battlestar is there. His Battlestar kind of sides with Sam saying, you know, if he thinks he can talk him down, like, let's let's try it. Like, it might be the best avenue. Yeah. And I mean, going back to Sam helping the vets in Winter Soldier, I think that I mean, Marvel loves to play the long game. Right. So I think that they're setting this all up to display why Sam is the proper person to hold the Captain America title and to take up the mantle of that, because 
he's not just somebody who's there to help as his job. That's who he is to the core. He's always there to help the people around him, to provide resources, and to make sure that you know people are doing the best that they can do. He brings out the best in others. And I think that that's a key thing that they're trying to display throughout the entire MCU, that he's more than just Captain America's sidekick. He's a fantastic human being mm-hmm. at heart. Uh, and so, yeah, that's... It's who Sam is. And so we see that continuously throughout this this series as well. But going a little bit further into just the stuff that he says to Carly once he gets in the room with her, I love that we're seeing Mm -hmm. him going back to, I think, was it the first episode where we see a little bit about uh, the backstory to them, you know, making sure that they're saving their parents ship and, and saving that business. I think we see a little bit of that. We get to dive a little bit deeper into Sam exploring his feelings about coming back from the blip, how the resources haven't really been given to those people that maybe necessarily need them because his sister stayed around, but he didn't. But his sister didn't get any of the resources she needed to fully live and and fully make sure that she recovered from everything. Mm Um, And now Sam is struggling with the same thing. So it goes back to this discussion of, you know, support for veterans, support for black people in the U.S. And it's how it's not there. So we see a little bit. It's like multifaceted conversation here. And I love that we get to see that and we get to explore that and see that Sam isn't just a yes man for the U.S. government like Walker is. He's a man of the people. And like I'm going to retract my statement again from our first episode and how they're not going to get super political. It came up in this episode. Um, the Flag Smasher is talking about Captain America should be somebody who looks like the people of the world who, yeah. you know, has lived their life and knows what their struggles are. Like, uh, well, that's Sam through and through, isn't it? So <laughs> it, I was it wrong. Is. It's- it was it's exactly it, and I could just I just hear those like people just going, "Oh, great, here we go again with this stuff." And it's like, it even with those guys, even with those people that are like, I I can't stand how they're just cramming this down their throat. Like they're doing exactly what they plan to do. They're writing this material to make you emotionally react and get involved in the story. You know, not just you're not just watching a TV show. Like it makes you feel like it's you're in there like you're in the universe like you're having an emotional response to carly saying you know that i'm not an extremist like she she goes she goes on to saying you know i just all the people that run these corrupt bureaucratic uh companies those are the people that we're going after you know the people that are not giving us the supplies that we need to live like they're the enemy i don't care like you're not the enemy sam like, and everybody that, like, like, that, you know, you guys are not the enemy. Like, I just want to help my people out, but I've been pushed to this point. I personally, like, I'm just sitting here as a comic fan going, God, this is good storytelling. Yeah, that is similar to that, but I don't give a crap. Like, I'm just, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm here for, I'm here for the enjoyment. Like, I've been waiting all my life for this kind of aspect. Yeah. And it goes into, I mean, they write about the human experience and it's not something that is limited to just the last year and a half. I mean, this stuff has been going on for decades. And if you think about it, this was filmed in 2019 before the last year and a half, before the, the pandemic started, before any of the riots, before any of that political stuff that people are tying to it. Mm -hmm. But it's still universal. I mean, it, I mean, it's sad that that is the human experience, but it 
It is. And they get you real good. So it is what it is. Janelle was telling me, I think today, um, that there was actually, I don't know where she heard this from, so I can't source where she actually heard this from, that there was some of the, uh, of a uh, subplot of the show that had to be cut because producers felt it hit a little too close to home with COVID. And they didn't want to go, they didn't want to get that close in, like to everyday occurrence kind of stuff. Like it, they, it wasn't something like, oh, so-and-so died from COVID, but it was more like so-and-so died from this outbreak and that's why the vaccine, you know, the vaccines were needed. Like, I don't know if you noticed, and I didn't really notice either, but like the first episode, they're stealing vaccines. And then all of a sudden, it seems like stealing vaccines became, it took a back burner. Like it just kind of disappeared. We never, you know, it, it all came about, uh, it all became about the super soldier serum. And I was like, yeah, I guess like that that's true. Like the whole vaccines and stealing vaccines kind of like just boop, disappeared. We didn't care about the vaccine anymore. It was all of a sudden the super soldier serum. We're after the super soldier serum. Yeah. I mean that and it kind of felt like they were just like, oh yeah, it's a vaccine they're taking. Like there wasn't really a whole lot of backstory to it. So I'm wondering if it was like the lead up to it and explaining the situation a little bit more of the political side of like providing support and not providing support for certain groups if we missed that because they were like oh wait we're in a pandemic we can't write in a pandemic for this this is too much yeah i mean i i really don't know and i guess we'll never know uh, oh, oh wait hold on a second uh this is a new thing on the internet right hashtag uh release the covid cut that there we go we'll get that oh, trending my goodness hashtag release the covid cut um, moving on to the episode three moment, which I, we are calling Walker versus Wakanda. And I don't know if I even have to elaborate on what, what, why that is the title. This sequence had me like, oh, and kind of doing that, like hype man stuff in, in, in the living room, because like the Wakandan Royal Guard shows up and they're like, Hey, we're here for Zemo. Walker starts shooting his mouth off like the hot shot he is. And all of a sudden, dude, I don't know what like was going through his brain. And he was warned by Sam and everything like, hey, you're better off taking on Bucky than trying to take these these guys on. He goes to lay a hand on one of the royal guards. Like I don't even think it was like the head royal guard. He just went to go lay a hand and got his ass served to him. And I was just like. Oh, damn. <laughs> Just, I don't understand. It goes back to the, like, the fundamental thing that I hate the most about his character is he shows up and thinks that he's the most important person in the room, and he's not. And the fact that he calls himself Captain America and, like, <laughs> wants so badly to be an Avenger but doesn't know anything <laughs> about, like, oh, at least seems to not know anything about Wakanda, nothing about the guard, Nothing about these people that have shown up, like, I don't know. I feel like that's basic. Like, Wakanda supported the Avengers so much. Like, we would not be where we're at without Wakanda. And yet Mm -hmm. he seems like he's just now learning about them. I hate it. I hate him. I hate him so much. Uh, It must have been. Pure justice. 
And my favorite part was Bucky when Sam was like, maybe we should do something, Bucky. And Bucky was like, yeah, man, looking real strong, looking real strong. <laughs> You're looking real swole there, Walker. I died. <laughs> I died. That was, that was oh. when I knew I'm definitely team Bucky. Definitely team Bucky. That was a good one. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he got, I, I left. Uh, I split aside when he said that, like, I, I was just like, that is the most snarkiest thing you could pull out in an instance of this matter. Um, and uh, man, uh, so there's some crazy stuff that happens during this, this sequence, during this fight. Um, you know, there's Bucky ends up stepping in and this is the thing that stands out in, in my brain. The most is like, so he ends up stepping in, tries to like kind of de-escalate the situation, but they're like, no, like you betrayed us. You broke out Zemo. You know, you're, you're basically, you're with him. You're the enemy. And she does something like puts in the blood code in his shoulder, like just A, B, A, C, A, B, B, A start. And his arm just fucking falls off. And I'm like, did that just happen? It's like one of Sid's um, messed up toys from Toy Story, just just putting different parts together. So we're gonna see next. He's gonna get uh, different accessory arms from Wakanda to use. But when he goes to reattach it, man, that technology is like next level. Like I know it's Wakanda technology, but to to see how it like connects onto his torso, I'm like. Wow, like this isn't even a cybernetic arm. Like this is some crazy, like next generation Tony Stark would lose his mind kind of technology. And he does that that winter soldier whip, which ah, uh, I wish he would do that more often. I don't know what it is about it, but like just walking around, just yeah, just walking <laughs> like like he's he's ready to start to do battle and just like that's his gear up because like it, I don't know, it's like the sound effect, the action. And like just his attitude on his face when he does it, I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, uh. you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when Iron Man drops the, 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 the face shield, like, you know, things about to go, go down, but then it doesn't, <laughs> the fight's over at that point. <laughs> he's just trying to get that kink yeah, out of his it. shoulder. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Exactly. But he's like, oh, uh, man, up- I'm, <laughs> I'm 105. God damn. Um, Ends up during this whole battle, sneaky ass Zemo, <laughs> the little dude just uh, he just boop skirts away. <laughs> oh my god, skirts away. Uh, there is a there's a lot of other stuff that came out of this battle too. Uh, we got we we kind of see Walker's pride get hurt like big time, and it's kind of like for me it's like the first solid like shining moment where we see his desperation start to really shine through like this this dude is so obsessed with being captain america now i'm i'm saying that for a reason he's so obsessed with being captain america not steve rogers captain america that that symbol that that thing that everybody has like their own definition and own perspective of that shield uh you see that turn like he says what does he say they weren't even super soldiers and basically they kicked my ass and it's it's that 
that like that taste of desperation in his voice like how am i supposed to be in this role without that next step that that next next little <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um oh and that goodness. that was and once again Wyatt Russell again does a stupendous job at depicting this character this moment of desperation that you were once again with well, along with uh Carly we're seeing this like turn of the uh, of the other cheek with this character and it's going to get you know it's going to get ugly it's going to get real ugly real fast and guess what it does because we hit our number four moment which carly carly and sam they meet up once again carly decides to manipulate sam by calling his sister which low like but okay hold on so i will say this after carly gets off the phone with sam's sister there's remorse on her face like she's like i didn't want to do it but i had to do it um, so they meet up again. Sam, Sam's past the talking point. Like you threaten my family. Now, if this is how you want to play it, this is how you want to play it. Like I'm suited up, which by the way, I was constantly wondering the last, uh, the last episode, like where, where is their gear? Why have they not suited up at all during anything? Um, so he gets suited up in his Falcon, uh, gear. Bucky's in his winter soldier get up which I love the costume designs. I don't know if I've said that in any of our recaps yet, but I actually like how they dulled down Falcons. Like it's not so loud. It's all kind of like muted and soft toned. Uh, A plus. I don't know if many people would agree with me on that, but like, I, I like that decision. Um, so they, they end up meeting up where they start their little talks again. She says some stuff, which basically puts them on the trail that the flag smashers, just Carly, they're out to kill Captain America. Like they're going to take out Captain America to send a message. And I'm like, Whoa, this is, this is crazy. So Sam and Bucky get, get the F out of Dodge to go meet up with Walker. Um, and we, we hit Walker coming into what I guess he's assuming is the flag smashers like HQ. He's going to take out, take him down himself. There's something really weird I don't know if you caught it, but like Walker kind of, he's having these ticks while going into this building. And I'm like, what? Like, I've never seen him do this. Like, this is weird. It's kind of off-putting. Yeah. Well, also something we kind of skipped over going back a little bit into our prior uh, number, what was it? Number three point there. Um, We find that he scoops up a vial of the serum to keep for himself. And then we have a whole discussion with uh, with his friend. Uh, well, I'm really bad at remembering anybody's name. Battlestar. Battlestar, Lamar? the guy who plays Battlestar, Lamar. There it is. Um, we find out then in this discussion that both of them, without hesitation, would take the serum because they know it yeah. would give them a leg up. Yeah. You're so right. it, it feeds into this whole discussion of like, oh man, I'm not good enough. I got to be Captain America. Like full on, nope. I can't do this if I'm not a super soldier. So, who we get that? And I'm when I saw that, I was like, "Did he take it? Did he, yeah. did he take it?" There's, there's going through that whole deal. I'm like, I think he took it. No, I don't think he took it. 
No, I think maybe he took it. And then there's there. What was the what was the part where I was like, oh, nope, he took it when he jumps out of the window at the end. That's when I thought that's when you. Oh, so, you know. Yeah. When he, when like, he just sends, does a landing like Bucky does, like there's no superhero landing to absorb the impact. OK. He just okay, like, okay. lands and walks. Okay, okay. Right. OK. So the first watch, that's where I said it was when he when he does the superhero landing on the car. The second watch, I uh, I noticed a certain when it's Falcons coming up the steps because he hears commotion, so he's going for going for backup, uh, and we see one of the flag smashers get pummeled through a door, fly down the flight of stairs and into the wall, and I was like, he took the serum. There's no way he could have done that, and I think li- like just a little bit later or before that, a flag smasher has like a lead pipe. And he goes to hit him and he takes it and like bends it over the flag smasher's arm like like it's nothing. I go, nope. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Though no, there's no doubt in my mind. He is t- he is taking the serum. He is now a super soldier. Um, And I think Sam like tagged it right away because Walker walks past him because at this point, like the flag smashers have uh, taken Lamar hostage. So they're looking for him. And Sam gives this like look of concern to Walker and goes, what did you do? And, you know, Walker just goes by. He's like, they have Lamar. And like, he goes out. Lamar ends up getting away because he's a very capable guy. And then we meet back up with uh, Falcon and um, um, Walker who enter kind of like a, a big open room, almost like a, a, a con- commentary commentary area where you would eat lunch or something like that. It kind of looks oh, like yeah. cafeteria type deal where they are greeted by a lovely hostess of flag smasher goons, super soldierized, uh, and the a pretty nice fight ensues. And then our, uh, hard hitting Carly shows up and season opening goes to take out, um, Walker and dude, I know I've said that I, I, I haven't been a fan of either one of these guys, but she's going for Walker and Battlestar jumps in the way and stops her. And then I don't know if she just gets mad that he stopped her, but I don't know if it was a kick. I don't know if it was a punch, but she does something to Battlestar that sends him flying into a pillar and into our number four spot which we're calling RIP Battlestar. I actually was pretty sad when this happened. And I, like I said, I know that I've, I've expressed that I, I don't, I don't like any, either one of these characters, like, and you're not supposed to, but I guess that kind of like that, that's, that, that's one of those moments that like, kind of like I used to say that measures what kind of human being you are. That if this guy that was willing to work with Falcon and Bucky, no matter if they disagreed on views of how to do things, he was willing to work with them. He was willing to, you know, have the same, you know, goal completed towards the end. Um, he sacrifices himself to save his partner. And he, he's taken out. And I, I honestly, like, Walker goes over to him and is repeating his name. And I was just sitting there like, oh, damn. This sucks. This sucks bad. 
I mean, like, did you care? Like, cause I know you've expressed not, not liking these guys. I did, but I mean, nobody deserves to die. I didn't, I want him to get their ass kicked pretty good a few times, but I, mean, I did not want him to get kicked into a column and killed. Um, that's a brutal. Yeah, it was that's, real sad. That's a brutal. And then it brings up the conversation of like, is being not the sidekick because I mean, Bucky wasn't the sidekick, but like being a support figure for Captain America, is it a cursed position because oh, it's, look it's, at the track record so far. It's it's a one hundred and twenty. It's a one hundred and twenty percent like the Robin. Like how many Robins have has Batman had? And they exactly. just keep dying or leaving. Like maybe you should stop having a Robin. You know, like just don't have a sidekick because it's not good news. But yeah, no, it's the same thing. There's like this curse, right? Um. So my my feeling of guilt and sorrow for Battlestar is short-lived because my ear caught the swell up of a different instrumental piece, which was uh, incredibly kind of eerie and almost like, like a harsh toning, like something terrible is about to happen. And which was completely right because we see Walker, our, our not so great cap, and all of a sudden he switches on he switches off the humanity portion of him and he is just he's out for blood, which is our number five moment. Um and he is going after these flag smashers that are booking it out of there now. Like I'm pretty sure every one of them was like, We just fucked up. We just no, we just we gotta get the hell out of Dodge now. And this guy, Walker, he does not care who he gets his hands on. He, there's one person he wants to, but he doesn't care. He just wants to send a message, essentially. And, dude, <laughs> like, even talking about this moment, it was a rough moment. And I, I pride myself on watching gore movies as, as a, in a horror movie standpoint. But it was just everything building up to that moment is what makes it kind of hard to talk about. Yeah, it's, and even just watching him go after them, like, you know that he is not going to stop at just capturing them or beating the Mm -hmm. crap out of them. You know that it's going to go too far. And, oh, it's gut-wrenching. I hated watching it. It's crazy because it shows you, again, like a bunch of different elements here. Um it shows you, and when this part hit, I, I, I obviously, because we're watching the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, I've been watching the the Captain America movies. So I I just got done with uh, the first Avenger uh, because Winter Soldier is definitely number one in my book. I started out with the Winter Soldier. Just got done with the first Avenger. And uh, Stanley Tucci, his character, I can never remember the scientist's names, but he says something to Steve Rogers uh, the night before he takes the serum, he says, after tomorrow, it's important to remember to be who you are, not a good soldier, but a good man. And I was like, there it is. Like, I can't believe that I completely forgot about this moment, but that's, that's what, that's the difference. Like Walker, yep. 
Walker is a good soldier. He will he will do the job and he will complete the mission by any means. Um, but Steve Steve was a good person. Like he he wasn't a good soldier. Like in every degree of the matter, like he was a terrible soldier. Then <laughs> that's not Just talking so bad. bad. Like that was the whole point. Is like he's willing to do everything that a soldier needs to do, but he's still doing it for uh, a humanary uh, aspect. You know, he's doing it to basically be a good person, and that was always the underlying tone of Steve. It was that you know, doing right for doing right, and Walker is not that person. This this is this moment, this instant where he. Oh Jesus. He he recreates that moment in Civil War that made me scream out, "No, don't do it." It's that same aspect of holding that shield above his head and just bringing it down on the center mass of somebody's chest. And it was it was two completely different reactions. So like the shot, we see him bring it up, and that was the first thing that I thought about in my head was Civil War when Steve brings up the shield to bring it down on Tony, but he brings it down to neutralize Tony to take out the arc reactor, which depowers the suit. And this instant, it was not a, no, Steve, don't do it. Don't hurt Tony. It was a, Oh my God, he's going to kill this poor son of a bitch. And he just brings it down. Not once, not twice, but like three, four times. And I think, I can't say for sure, but I think this is the first time we've seen that shield in the MCU slated in blood. That's what I was going to ask. Isn't there, isn't there a comic cover or something that shows the shield with blood on it? it? It's probably, uh, well, there was the death of Captain America. That one, the shield had blood on it. Okay, maybe that's what I'm calling back then because it's like I know I've seen this somewhere. Like it's not a brand new thing to me. But yeah, yeah the, there's there. I mean, there's been a couple instances, and I wouldn't be surprised if I tried to look for it that there wouldn't be a U.S. agent cover um, of the Captain America line where the shield has blood on it. Because I mean, to kind of address uh, some 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 things that have been said to me, there's a a multitude of reasons that I don't sit here every week and exercise what I call my nerd muscle. Um, as we said in episode one, like Christy is like a casual viewer. She doesn't know a lot about like the great in depths of the comic lines where me, I read winter soldier, all that stuff. I know a lot of the, like what's happening in, in, in the, in the comics and we're having, we're having a discussion. So I'm not going to sit here and go, well, actually they did this and this and this in the comics, so it's probably going to happen in this sense. Uh, I have a I have a great story, and I, this is like my bragging story. When Winter Soldier was coming out in theaters, I worked with this girl, and she honestly, 100% did not know who the Winter Soldier was. Had no clue what the Winter Soldier meant. Me being a comic book guy... I go, oh my God, they're doing the Winter Soldier. They're bringing Bucky back. And she goes, who is the Winter Soldier? Like, you know, and I would say that she she enjoyed the MCU. You know, her and her uh, now husband, you know, would go see it on, on opening weekend every week. 
And uh, I said, oh, man, I don't know. I have no idea who the Winter Soldier is. I have no idea. She goes, you didn't read anything about that? I go, I have zero idea who the Winter Soldier is. And I remember, dude, it was the coolest. <laughs> she comes into work and she goes, the Winter Soldier's Bucky. And I go, I know. And she goes, did you know the whole time? And I go, yeah, I knew the whole entire time that it was going to be Bucky. And she goes, and you didn't, you didn't tell me you didn't spoil that. I go, no, like, honestly, like my reveal happened when I, I read that story arc, when the winter soldier came in and we found out that it was Bucky. That was my reveal. I remember reading that and just being jaw dropped, just being in complete awe that Bucky who's been dead since like world war two is now returned as a super soldier with a cybernetic arm. So I will never sit here and exercise that nerd muscle for the sake of bragging rights or to demonstrate my knowledge and how much I know, uh, because I'm not a tool. <laughs> like I just, I don't feel the, the need to ruin somebody else's experience that maybe has not read that, uh, story arc or has not read that issue. Um, we're here just having a discussion about this topic, the MCU, this show. So Sorry if you're looking for little tidbits and little Easter eggs from this guy, but you're not going to get them with this show. We're discussing the art form of the creativity and the writing of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're not discussing the long history of Marvel since 1940, where all this stuff is being derived from. So, yeah. yeah also, uh, with WandaVision, people were doing that and... Oh. Uh, as we found out, none of it was correct. So we could waste our time talking about all that, but the likelihood of it happening, who knows? I will say that I'm pretty glad that like 90% of uh, the normies out there know who Mephisto is now. And like, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like that's not a character that you're just going to kind of stumble upon. If you pick up a comic, like Mephisto is, a, he's a big deal, but he's not a Thanos. He's not a Galactus. You'll never, you know, you'll never kind of like just be like, oops, who's this guy? Yeah, so, M- Mephisto and uh, Nicholas Scratch are characters that I learned about a lot when WandaVision came out. So, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Scratch. Which I was like, oh, well, Sabrina, the Netflix has the rights to the name Nicholas Scratch, so that can't be it. They can't pull that in on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, we that's how we close out the show. We close out the show seeing that blood-covered captain america shield just man like and there was oh man i don't even know what to expect from the next episode because like now we've we're on like we're on the titanic and we just hit that iceberg shit's just starting (laughs) like the shit is just starting there's so much else that we have to uh wrap up but we did forget last week because we were on a time restraint. We will not forget this week, and we will actually tell you last week's MVP for last week's episode, episode three, MVP for episode three, Simo's jacket. We know we forgot. Our bad. Moving on. This week's MVP is Zemo's candy informant, that sweet little girl that helped them out for some candy and then got paid off later with like 500 Zemo dollars. Like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of, <laughs> I don't know what kind of money it was. So I'm just calling it Zemo dollars. 
Um, it's kind of like Disney bucks, but way better because it's actual currency. There we go. Yeah, um, you can use them. Uh, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. You can redeem it for a bag of Turkish delights. <laughs> Tur- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's so much else that we're, we, 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 we are going to see. Like Wakanda's still looking for Zemo. Zemo's taken off again. Walker's doing his Who thing. Who knows where? Yeah. You got Sharon. Sharon's still doing her. There's so much going on in this show. And there's only two episodes left. If IMDB is right. Two episodes. Yeah. And then it's so the whole the whole whole world is watching is the title of the episode, and we get that from the approximately thirty people who were recording uh, Captain America going Damn. ham on this guy on their cell phones. What's going to happen? It's going to be all is over it, social who media. Has jurisdiction here. Uh, is, what? How did we handle this? He he just got done t- uh, talking to the royal guard of Wakanda, saying that they didn't have jurisdiction there. So how yeah. does he have dur- jurisdiction? He's Captain America. They're He's not Captain- in America. <laughs> He's not Captain Turkish. Like it's Captain <laughs> America. Um, but yeah, no, this, I can't wait for next Friday. I'm really upset that I have to wait till next Friday to see how a lot of this plays out. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix ruined us with the Net, instant yeah. gratification of a full season at one time. Netflix killed Blockbuster and then they ruined us by introducing binge watching. So they, it's, everything's over. It's as bad as people getting spoiled with Amazon Prime two day shipping. You know, we just instant gratification across the board. We're done. We're done as a society and we are done with this show. As always, you should be following us on social media. There's actually a great thing we like are doing over on that. The multiple platforms now and over on our website march madness our patreons get to take part in a knuckle up bashing contest where they back heroes and it's a democratic process where voting is involved and you vote for said hero or said patreon that you want to win and it, see if they ride out to the sunset at the at the end of it uh Scarlet Witch looks like it. That's my guess. I think Scarlet Witch is going to take it this year. That's my own personal thing. Every year that I chose Scarlet Witch, she didn't make it. (laughs) But the one year that everyone realizes what I've known all along, that she's the most powerful (laughs) Avenger, she's going to win. I quit. I quit. That's why, that's what I've been saying. Like, I just like her, her power set alone should have made her to the finals every year. But it, it, it doesn't like the popular vote rules and the factor that she had a, uh, a story centric show come out this year will now make her go fast. Not taking away anything from our Patreon chase like he does. He shares the links and he gets people to get in there and vote like there's nothing wrong with that. Like he's he's doing what he has to to win and he, he it looks like it might be paying off with the popularity of, you know, Scarlet Witch, I think. You know, personally, she should have made it further in the past years, but hey, no, no, no worries about crying over spilt milk. I um, tried to tell you guys. I tried. <laughs> um, make sure you go pick up your Team Bucky, Team Sam shirts. Uh, there might also be some other ones popping up. Like uh, if you like dancing, you might want to go and check it out over there. You know, uh, eh, eh, eh. Uh, 
and then always you know, whatever you're watching this on listening to make sure you subscribe so that you are notified every time that we drop a new video a new episode a new whatever um hit that subscribe button it helps us out and if you are just like god these these gentlemen are doing such a great job over here i wish there was more i could do for to help them out you can head over to our patreon and become our patreon backer and you can take part in next year's march madness patreon.com slash compilecast go on get and we'll see you guys back here next week for episode five's recap christy you're gonna be here right you ain't got nothing going on yeah no i'm just gonna be packing catch me next week when i've got an additional wall built in my apartment of just boxes it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna build some i'm gonna build a robot out of boxes I'll smash my way through them. It's going to be great. (laughs) That's happening. Tune in next week to see that. (laughs) And uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.